The next speaker of this session is uh, Professor Patricio Colonari from the Politecnico di Milano. Uh, he's going to talk about uh, essentially negative news about positive systems. Okay. I'd like to thank Bob and the organizers for in setting up this workshop and inviting me to give this lecture. And we started studying this uh, uh, Padea approximation of positive systems a couple of years ago, probably when I was here. Uh, on sabbatical leave uh, in, in this institute, okay. So this is uh, actually essentially a, a, a joint work with uh, Steve Kirkland, uh, Bob Shorten, and uh, my former st PhD student, uh, uh, Annalisa. So this is a summary. I would like to give uh, just a very quick motivation for uh, discretization passage from continuous time to discrete time. We'll speak a little bit on diagonal Padet transformation, and then we'll, uh, the, main, the main two points uh, are going to be this Lyapunov uh, stability preservation, positivity preservation of the transformation. Then I will introduce a new transformation that proves very useful. So this is the good news. Among all essentially bad news, there is a, at least one good news about uh, this new transformation, and I will uh, draw some conclusion, and there are also open issues that I would like to put forward to this audience. I'm not a mathematician, so maybe you can help me to find good references for these open issues that I will deal with later on. So motivation. I first encountered the Padea approximation when I was a student, so I mean it's an old-fashioned issue for control theorists. Uh, you know, as uh, engineers, we have, uh, uh, we have to deal with systems we are distributed. We call distributed systems, which are uh, uh, complicated systems that uh, uh, um, arose in many applications uh, and are described by differential um, partial differential equations, okay? So the, the, the main problem was to discretize the systems in order to have uh, ordinary differential equations. So this was uh, one motivation. And in order to obtain a rational approximation of exponential function, by the way. This is. Here we are dealing with matrices and with the dynamical systems, but um, I mean the, the motivation of Padet approximation uh, is also in, uh, in, uh, for a complicated application of distributed uh, systems. Okay. So, um, uh, Padé approximations are commonly used in, uh, for stability analysis, for control, and probably, uh, for, I mean, uh, and uh, mainly for simulation. And there is a, a, a dramatic choice here that the engineers have to be done, or the choice of the sampling time H, which is uh, sometimes going to uh, waste your stability, your performances, and so on. So you have to be. Uh, very accurate in choosing the sampling time, uh, especially when dealing with feedback systems, because you, you can have an open loop system which is stable, you close the system with a feedback, you choose a bad sampling time, you, you are going to have a, a system which is not stable, okay? So what, uh, our, another uh, Motivation for us to study in Padet approximation is to deal with uh, uh, stability analysis and control of switched systems, which is a topic that is well uh, 
rooted here in the Hamilton Institute and, and also in, uh, in Milano Polytechnico where I work. For positive systems, there are uh, additional problems in the sampling uh, phenomena, and we will try to uh, underpin this problem in a while. Okay, we have, uh, of course, good references. Uh, essentially, this, these are four references that uh, we considered in, in doing this work. Uh, two books on positive systems, one well-known book, I think, on Padea approximation, and one uh, uh, nowadays classical book on switching control. So what is a di diagonal Padé approximation? So you are given a square matrix A, a positive scalar H, and you can define this Padé approximation of the exponential matrix E to the HA in, in this way. So it's the ratio of two polynomial matrices. Uh, the, the same polynomial matrices in the sense that uh, uh, in the denominator you have minus H and the denominator you have H, okay? And the uh, coefficients of this uh, uh, polynomial are given by this uh, strange, uh, uh, inside this bracket here, are decreasing coefficients as the powers uh, diminishes. And uh, for instance, for P equal to three, P a three-order uh, Padé approximation, you have coefficients 1, 1 over 2, 1 over 10, 1 over 120. So you see that the coefficients decreases. And the roots, uh, for, for each P, the roots of this polynomial are, uh, are ne uh, negative real parts, okay? So this is uh, been proven, not by our F, but is known in the literature, okay? And also the spectral of abscissa of this polynomial uh, is less than 1 over 1.5 for, for, uh, for each order P of the diagonal Padé approximation. For P equal to 1, uh, we uh, recover what, at least in, in, for us in control, we, is well known and is called the bilinear transformation. So it's the ratio of two linear uh, polynomials in the matrix A. So what is also known is that if A is an Hurwitz matrix, meaning that all the eigenvalues are in the, in the negative real part, the results of this transformation for each P and for each uh, uh, sampling time H, so the exponential function, uh, I mean the exponential approximation here, is a sure matrix. Sure matrix means that eigenvalues are in the uh, inside open, in, in the open, unit disk of the complex plane, modulus less than one. So this is a very good news because, uh, I mean, stability is, is always preserved, no matter uh, how, how, how big is P, and no matter how big is H, okay? So stability is preserved when passing from a discrete time, a continuous time dynamical uh, system described by matrix A, and a and discrete time uh, dynamical system described by matrix uh, CP of HA. Okay. So now uh, let's uh, uh, address the problem uh, of uh, Lyapunov stability. So I, I have two slides here, one for uh, continuous time, the, the second for discrete time. So we are given a matrix A. Now we assume that A is, uh, uh, I mean, is. Um, the system is a positive system, 
This means that for each initial condition x of zero in the positive orthant, the trajectory of the state, x of t, remains in the positive orthant. Okay? And this is true if and only if A is a Metzler matrix. If and only if A is a Metzler matrix, which means that the off-diagonal elements of A are non-negative. Okay. So if A is, a, uh, is also Hurwitz, is a Metzler matrix and is, uh, and is Hurwitz, so is asymptotically stable in, in the sense of dynamical systems, and this, this holds if and only if there exists a strict positive vector C, such that C transpose A is less than zero, component-wise. So this is a well-known theorem in, uh, for positive systems, for, for non-negative, for uh, Metzler matrices, okay? And, and we say that C transpose X is a co-positive linear Lyapunov function, okay? Because the, I mean, the, if you make the derivative of v of x, c transpose x dot, you have c transpose a x, which is less than zero for each x, non-negative x. So is a Lyapunov function. Okay. Uh, alternatively, uh, you can speak of quadratic Lyapunov function, composite quadratic Lyapunov fun function of the form x transpose p a px, where, where p is a positive definite matrix x. And this is a Lyapunov function if and only if uh, this quadratic form is uh, a negative number, negative number for each uh, non-negative x, and x uh, different from zero. Okay, so we, we are dealing with two, these two Lyapunov functions, either copositive linear or copositive quadratic, okay? There are many other Lyapunov functions. Uh, for instance, polyhedra Lyapunov function, which are very important in, uh, for switching control theory. But, I mean, we are concentrated on the only these two Lyapunov functions here. In discrete time, we have analogous results. So you have a discrete time system. This system uh, is uh, a positive system if and only if AD is a non-negative matrix. All elements are non-negative, okay? And uh, C transpose C is a Lyapunov, a composite Lyapunov function for the discrete time system if and only if there exists C, which, uh, I mean, uh, if and only if C transpose AD is less than C transpose, component-wise, and this also if and only if uh, the positive matrix AD is sure. All eigenvalues are inside the open unit disk, okay? And the same as a quadratic Lyapunov function, okay? So you have this uh, quadratic form on the Stein equation, inequality here instead of Lyapunov inequality. Okay. So what is our problem? The problem we first uh, attempt to solve was, was this one. So you have a positive system here. So A is a Metzler matrix, okay? And assume that V of X is a Lyapunov function, either copositive linear or copositive quadratic. So you associate with this system the discrete time system. This discrete time system has a dynamic matrix AD, which is given the, the P forder Pade transformation, okay? The problem we, we address is the following. Uh, is positivity of this system preserved under the action of Pade trans, uh, discretization? 
first question. Second question, is the Lyapunov function of E of x preserved under the action of the Padet transformation? And in, in case the answer is a negative, in general negative, what is the role of the order of the Padet transformation and the sampling time h in this, uh, let's say, in the passage from continuous to discrete time? So these are two serious uh, questions, uh, and the answer is in general uh, negative, and we will show a couple of theorems on uh, that uh, uh, underpins the negativity, let's say, and uh, then we will introduce a, a new approximation that uh, proves a little bit better, okay? Notice first that, I mean, if you take the real, uh, I mean, the exact exponential function instead of the approximation, uh, you have a non-negative matrix. This is non-negative if, if uh, the original matrix A is Metzler, okay, for each H. And uh, this transformation, the exact transformation, let's say, preserves uh, the uh, copositive uh, Lyapunov function and preserves the quadratic copositive Lyapunov function. Okay, so the problem is just in the discretization. There is not a first problem given by the exponential function. The exponential function is very good preserves everything, okay? Stability, the uh, uh, function, and so on. The problem is the uh, discretization that you use. So the idea uh, to study this is to split, uh, to, uh, to decompose the, the, the Padé approximation in, into the ratio of uh, factors. And these factors are uh, uh, let's say linear fact polynomials, uh, Rj, and uh, uh, quadratic polynomials, Ij, okay? Where alpha j and the lambda j are the real and complex poles of uh, the Padé transformation. The poles are the opposite of the zeros, and the zeros are uh, have negative real parts, so the poles have positive real parts, okay? So we already know that these alpha j's and lambda j's are uh, positive in the sense that alpha j are positive, lambda j's have positive real parts, okay? For instance, when p equal to three, you have alpha one, which is uh, this positive number, and lambda one, which is this is a complex number with positive real parts. Okay, so you can always write because, I mean, all these terms commute each other. Um, you can always always write the Pate transformation in this way, this red way, okay? And so we are going to study each of these terms, the effect of each of these uh, terms, this one and this one, in the uh, transformation. We then put all together to formulate the full uh, result. Sorry? Are positive. Are positive because they are the poles of this uh, rational function. The, zero, uh, the poles of these rational functions are the opposite of the zeros of this rational function. And the zeros are the roots of a polynomial the polynomial that I have uh, presented uh, here, this polynomial, and the roots of this polynomial are uh, 
uh, have negative real part. So, okay, so the opposite are positive, right? I'm not sure I, if I understood correctly the question. Okay. So let's uh, uh, take the first order transformation. So AD is uh, the ratio of two uh, first order polynomials, okay? Where alpha is any positive number here, okay? So the lemma is as follows. We assume, so A is Hurwitz by assumption. So we assume that also AD is Hurwitz, is a non-negative, okay? Then the Lyapunov functions, both quadratic and linear, and uh, co-positive linear, are preserved under this action, okay? So if uh, C transpose X is a Lyapunov function for A, C transpose X, let's say, is also a Lyapunov function for AD, okay? Notice that we have to assume that AD is non-negative. Otherwise, it makes no sense to speak of co-positive Lyapunov function. So we, w I mean, because uh, these copositive Lyapunov functions are attached, are uh, associated with positive systems, okay? So we have to assume that AD is a, uh, is a positive matrix. And this depends on H. If you look at this formula here, if A is a Metzler matrix, you change the sign, you add something here, you have a, a, what is called an M matrix. Name matrix, whose inverse is always uh, uh, a non-negative matrix, okay? So the problem is, is in this first part here. If H is not, uh, uh, let's say, uh, small enough, uh, you lose positivity of this sum, okay? But nevertheless, this is a good transformation in the sense that uh, it preserves the Lyapunov function. But when passing from the first order to the second order, we have the first alarming example here. So you have a system, you have a matrix A, Urwitz, this matrix A, which is, of course, Urwitz, which is, of course, a Metzler matrix, okay? You put this matrix here, you compute AD, lambda is any uh, positive, uh, uh, any complex number with positive real part. I, I, I don't remember which lambda has been used to work out this example, but uh, I, don't, I think it doesn't matter. And you end up with a matrix AD. So what, what results here is that AD is a positive matrix, okay? But the Lyapunov function, constructed, for instance, with this vector, positive vector C, is not preserved when passing from A, from A to AD, because there is an element which is, uh, uh, let's say, greater than zero. This should be less than zero for each, uh, for each element, but there is an element, the last one, which is positive, okay? So this means that the Lyapunov function is not preserved, even though AD is positive. And this is a very bad news because 
I mean, you have a, uh, you pass from a positive system to another positive system, but the Lyapunov function is not preserved. So why is not preserved? It is not preserved because, I mean, uh, uh, even though AD is uh, positive, you can have uh, this product which is positive, but, uh, I mean, uh, with, uh, uh, with non-positive factor, okay? So this is uh, constituted by the product of two matrices. Uh, the product can be positive even though one of the factor is not positive. <laughs> this is the main problem that uh, uh, was uh, sh showed in the, in the example before. Okay. So in order to ensure, uh, I mean, a posit a preservation of the Lyapunov function, we have to assume that this matrix is positive or equivalently that uh, the matrix without the inverse uh, be an M matrix. So we have this lemma for the second order, let's say, uh, Pade, uh, saying that uh, we assume that AD is non-negative and this matrix is an M matrix uh, in, in a certain interval of the sampling uh, time H. Then uh, Lyapunov functions, both, uh, let's say, um, quadratic Lyapunov functions are preserved in, a, in another interval, with H1 probably less than H0, and copositive linear Lyapunov functions are, are preserved. So we need an additional assumption here on the positivity of this matrix here. So this is quite uh, disturbing. And so uh, for in the general case, we have to assume a lot of things that in some sense blurs the importance of the, the theorem of the lemma, okay? So in general, for uh, generic P for the Pade approximation, you have to assume that, okay, A is Hurwitz and Metzler. You take, uh, uh, you take, uh, let me see here. No, I mean, this, okay. Uh, yeah. So you have to assume that all these terms are negative, positive. All these terms are positive but also all these uh, matrices are M matrices, okay? So with all these assumptions, you are ensured that the copositive Lyapunov functions are preserved in, in a certain interval of the sampling time, and copositive uh, linear Lyapunov functions are preserved, and quadratic Lyapunov functions are preserved, okay? Too many assumptions, by the way. Second problem is positivity preservation, okay? Here too, we want, we want the discrete time system that we achieve by sampling, so the state of the discrete time system is positive for each initial condition which is positive. Okay, this is important. For instance, you have concentration, you sample the concentration, you want to have positive quantities for all time for all times, not just for time equal to one, two, three, and so on, for all times. And this property can be lost when uh, discrete times by Pade. So, and this is, there is a, another alarming example where positivity is lost, okay? Ah, this is finished. Um, so you have a Metzler matrix, A, Hurwitz, uh, you consider the second order Pade transformation, which is the one that is 
written here. And you show that for all sufficiently small h, so even though if you choose a very, very small um, sampling time h, uh, the, the element, uh, one element of AD is, non, is negative. So this matrix, the matrix AD is not a non-negative matrix, even though it's a square is non-negative. This is another strange phenomenon that occurs in this case, okay? So you can lose uh, positivity even though you choose a very, very small sampling time. This is a very, very bad news because uh, you, you cannot do, I mean, uh, intuitively, uh, if you have a positive system, if, if you sample uh, uh, with a very short, very little sampling time, you expect to have a positive system. This is not the case in general, okay? So for real poles, let's, let's, let's see the bilinear transformation. This is very simple. This is very easy, and the result is very neat and, and uh, precise, okay? So you, you, you are passing from a Hurwitz metzler matrix A to AD, which is, takes the bilinear form, okay? So if H is uh, small enough, you have a positive system. Okay, a discrete time positive system. And H less than the minimum of alpha over AII, which are the diagonal elements of matrix A. Notice that these diagonal elements are not equal to zero because A is a Hurwitz matrix. It's a Metzler Hurwitz matrix, so the diagonal entries are all negative. Okay. Okay, so this gives a bounds. Okay, okay, it's not... Uh, is not uh, a precise bound, or it's called, it's a conservative probably bound, but at least you are ensured that if you choose a sampling time less than this number, the, the, the discrete time system is, uh, is um, uh, besides being stable, is also positive. For complex uh, poles, the situation is uh, is not so is not so obvious is not so uh, as neat as the the one before. So you call a, a i j the elements of a and b i j the elements of a square because a square enters the game here. Okay, so you have this bound here for positivity preservation, H should be less than a number, which is two times the real part of lambda, which is positive, minimum of IJ over script P. Script T, P is the set of indices for, for which B, IJ is different from zero of this ratio. Okay, this is not a very good result, eh? in the sense that you can have A, IJ equal to zero, you see? So, means that if AIJ is equal to zero, this means that, I mean, even though you, you sample with a very, very little H, you are not going to have a positive matrix AD. So very bad results, okay? Unless for a dimension two, for a second order matrices, because in, for second order matrices, when... Uh, Aij is equal to zero, also Bij is equal to zero. So you get uh, some uh, 
good bounds on uh, the sampling time. Otherwise, this is uh, very bad news. So the, the final results for, uh, for positive preservation is as follows. Um, okay, with, with, with the usual uh, terminology, you have this bound here. This bound here, the minimum of these two numbers. Uh, the first one was given by the real poles, the second for the uh, complex poles of the Padet transformation. That and, and also this, uh, of course, this formula suffers from from the, the limitation we have seen before. If a, AIJ is different, is, is equal to zero, this formula gives no bound, and so is useless, completely useless. Okay. Okay. Here it is the table of the alpha mean, alpha mean, and and. Uh, Alpha mean and lambda mean are the minimum of the, the poles, uh, real poles and, uh, and complex poles of the Padre transformation. Anyway, this is, is not so important here. Let's, let's now uh, pass to the new transformation, which uh, after we in, invented, we, we found that it is not new at all. It's an old one, <laughs> but uh, I mean, we, we didn't know that, okay? So the new transformation is as follows. Is AD equal to this ratio? You see that uh, resembles the bilinear transformation. The, the, the difference is that you divide the, the sampling time H into, let's say, P uh, intervals, and you take the bilinear transformation for this, uh, the, small, the, 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 the small interval, and then you have the power P in the product. Uh, and so uh, this, uh, this uh, as uh, the limit for P equal to infinity of this uh, is equal to the exponential function, exponential matrix, okay? And as I said here, this, this new approximation is a minor variation of the scaling and squaring method for computing the matrix exponential, which, uh, which is usually used for a p equal to 2 to the power of an integer j, okay? And has uh, some convergent uh, properties. Uh, uh, the error can be bounded by this quantity here, okay? So the theorem on, uh, on uh, 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 Lyapunov function and positivity preservation is as follows, is, uh, resembles the, the, bilinear the theorem on bilinear transformation. So if H is less than this number here, you have a discrete time matrix AD, which is both positive and sure stable, and preserves a linear and quadratic uh, copositive Lyapunov function. Okay, so you have only one bound, and this is very important for switch assistance, by the way. You have only one bound for, uh, for uh, uh, you, you are ensured that if you sample faster than uh, the inverse of H, let's say, you have, uh, uh, you have uh, uh, a positive system at the end, uh, which is positive and preserve the Lyapunov function, okay? So this is a good, a good uh, approximation of the exponential function for uh, for 
positive systems. Here I have a comment on a switch assistant. And, uh, in the paper there is a, a section of switch assistance. So the switch assistance is uh, something uh, like that. You have a continuous time system where the dynamic matrix switches according to a switching signal. Okay, takes a, a finite number of value, capital M values. So you have, instead of one matrix, you have M matrices, A1, A2, A2 A3, up to AM, okay? And you want to, uh, you want to uh, discretize it, okay? This is a big issue because, uh, I mean, if the frequency of commutation of the switching signal is very fast, you have to, I mean, in order to have a good approximation, you have to, to switch very fast, to, I mean, choose a sampling time which is, uh, uh, which is very fast, uh, which is very small, let's say. Okay, so it's a big problem, the discretization of uh, the dynamic uh, behavior of the uh, continuous time switcher systems, okay. But uh, nevertheless, uh, using the new transformation, the, let's say, scaling and squaring transformation, you have that if you take the minimum of for all matrices of all the elements here the, uh, uh, an absolute value is missing in this formula sorry so if you take h less than this you have the same uh, 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 common quadratic uh, compositive Lyapunov function the same uh, common uh, linear compositive Lyapunov function. For switch system, we used to speak of common co uh, Lyapunov function in the sense of Lyapunov functions that, uh, uh, that for each uh, i uh, satisfies the inequality. So it's common for all modes of the system, for all matrices that describe the switch system. Okay. I have another comment, even though there is no uh, in the paper, uh, it is something that we are start studying and is very, very, very promising. And, uh, and it's also, let's say, a question that I want to put to you on the discretization of sparse matrices. Okay. This is very important in, in nowadays applications of distributed systems and so on. So systems with uh, um, blocks that are not uh, related, uh, all of them, each other. So you have a lot of zeros, let's say, in a very big matrix, okay? You have one million matrix, okay? You have a lot of zeros. How to compute exponential function? It would be very important to have transformation that preserves the, the zero pattern, okay? So also in the exponential, you, you, wa you want to have the zeros. This is impossible, because if you have a, a, the exponential matrix, uh, does not enjoy the same, does not um, have the same zeros as the matrix, okay? You are going to lose these uh, zeros. So how to, uh, nevertheless, uh, let's say, find the discretization, approximate discretization, how to achieve in order to maintain the zero structure, okay? If one reflects a little bit, you, you take the Euler transformation, the first one, and this is going to preserve the zeros. Uh, okay, the zeros of the off-diagonal di elements, which are the one that uh, as control theorists we, we are, are, are important to, to, to be preserved. Okay. 
But there is another one, and, and this, uh, but uh, you know, that uh, the Euler transformation does not preserve stability. This is a very, a very, it's a pity, but it's so, I mean. It works for a very small uh, H, let's say. If H is small, uh, the, the stability is preserved, okay? But does not preserve stability for each H, okay? So you have a, a, a matrix A with uh, uh, eigenvalues on the uh, negative real parts, and you end up with a matrix AD with eigenvalues outside, possibly outside the open unit disk, okay? Also, this Euler transformation does not preserve the positivity of the system because it is the sum of I plus HA. So H is Metzler, sorry. <laughs> and if H is not small enough, you are not going to preserve the positivity of AD. Okay, so this is another big problem. This one, the new transformation that we, let's say, we want to study, and we are studying, and we have very good results, is this one. is a slight modification of the Euler transformation. You see, I plus H, F of H, where the element of F are these integrals here. And uh, so what, what, uh, what is the idea behind this transformation? If you, same, if you have a dynamical system, X1 dot is equal to A11, X1 plus A12, X2, and so on, you integrate only the first part and you keep the other states constant in the sample in the sample time okay so they go outside the integral okay so you have uh, this transformation of course when h is very small f of h tends to a so you you recover the, the you recover the, the euler transformation forward euler transformation but this transformation always preserves positivity. For each H, E to the HA is a positive matrix for each H. Also, for, uh, we, we proved that uh, it, it preserves stability for each H. So it's a very good transformation. It's not, uh, maybe it's a very bad approximation of the exponential function because the exponential function has, does not have these zeros, right? So the question is, uh, are, in the literature, is this problem uh, re already, already um, studied in the literature? So there are uh, uh, other transformations that preserve the zero uh, the, of, the, of diagonal zero elements uh, that, in some sense, uh, that are closer to the exponential function in some metric. So this is an open question, we don't know. What we know is that this is very good for all applications where you have to preserve the zero, the zero pattern, especially for a positive system. If you don't have a positive system, or just a positive system, you can, uh, you, you can resort to the Gershgorin criterion. I don't know if you know Gershgorin, of course you know. Surely you know better than me, but uh, I mean, uh, for, for block, matrices blocks, not for scalars, uh, uh, maybe there, there, are, there is an extension of the Gershgorin criterion. And uh, I mean, I, I think that the contractivity 
the contractivity um, uh, bound for continuous time system is this one, where okay, this is a, any norm, and this is the measure of the matrix induced by the norm, okay? Measure. If this, if you assume this for each i, and this is for scalar systems, the contractivity criterion, for scalar um, uh, blocks, let's say the contractivity criterion, the diagonal, uh, how is called, diagonal uh, uh, dominance criterion, for block, I think, but I don't know, I, I haven't checked the literature, for block matrices, this is the a very, um, promising <laughs> extension, let's say, of the same. If this holds, even though the matrix is not Metzler, you are ensured that uh, the, this approximation preserves stability and, and preserves contractivity criterion for the discrete time AD. Discrete time means... Uh, uh, the contractivity criterion, in my view, is this one. Uh, all elements, let's say, less than one for discrete time, okay? So you, you prove that passing from A to AD, you have uh, that this contractivity criterion uh, is, uh, is also extended to the contractivity analogous contractivity criterion for, for a discrete time matrix. Last slide, sorry to be late. Oh, here the figure is missing, I'm sorry. This is a real open issue, I don't know how to, how to deal with it. On polynomial, maybe Professor Tom Leffrey can, can help in this case. Is motivated by a control problem, of course, with, in L1 norm. But at the end, okay, uh, for discrete time system, you know, you, you can write a transfer function as the ratio of two uh, FIR systems, uh, finite impulse response systems, okay. Okay, now, um, there is uh, these results uh, in red uh, that the one norm of the transfer function G of Z is uh, less than the one norm of the numerator divided one minus uh, one norm of the denominator. One norm is the sum of the absolute value of the coefficients. Not all the coefficients. Uh, 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 for instance, the one norm of this uh, polynomial is uh, the sum of these coefficients from one to n for a monic polynomial, okay? Okay, I can have a sure polynomial which does not enjoy the, uh, the, uh, the formula, the fact that the sum is less than one. How can I multiply this polynomial by another sure polynomial in order to enforce this condition in the new polynomial? It seems that, I mean, in very simple cases you make a computation, you, you achieve this. But I mean, I don't know in general. 
because we need it for the red formula in red that the denominator is positive, okay? So it's a condition which is stronger that, than stability, than being sure a polynomial, okay? So I, I want to enforce this, poly, uh, this condition by multiply by uh, a polynomial, okay? I don't know if uh, this is a known problem, but is motivated by uh, L1 control problem, okay? Maybe the answer is no, but I would be tempted to say yes. I don't know why. <laughs> Conclusion. Okay, I, I, I leave you to... Thank you very much. Exactly on time for lunch. Bob. I make a comment, and so there's, there's a really interesting connection between Tom's talk and this. So um, the the Pali uh, approximation is an preserved eigenvector. So the eigenvectors of the discrete time system and the continuous time system are preserved. But the eigenvalues are not. So the what happens is the ordering of the eigenvalues gets screwed up. So um, I remember when Steve first came, he used to talk about the uh, inverse eigenvalue problem. And uh, I used to ask him, why? Why are you interested in this? Because uh, as an engineer, you're interested in what's the reason for this. And this is a genuine, uh, it, uh, you know, a genuine application of, of the inverse eigenvalue problem because the spectrum of the discrete time system that you get must be realizable as a, as a positive system uh, if you want to preserve positivity. So it becomes a necessary condition. So it's a very, I think there's a very interesting connection between the inverse eigenvalue problem and these discretization problems that arise in numerical simulation. Oh, that's fine. Can we speak again?